Yeah, so good morning, everyone, on this bright and sunny Tuesday. So uh, today we're going to continue our series on trusting God in uncertain times. But before we do that, I just want to take a second and recap about yesterday. So yesterday, all four of us gave a personal example of a time where we felt uncertain. And uh, today we're going to explore an area in the Bible where one of the 12 disciples, Peter, was instructed to go on the other side of the boat with the rest of the disciples as well. Um, when the disciples saw Jesus walking on the water, they were scared of him and wondering how he was doing it and actually who he was. And uh, they were uncertain what to do. And that brings us to our reading, and that is Matthew 14, 25 to 33. It says, about three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came to them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him, they screamed in terror, thinking he was a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. It's all right, he said. I'm here. Don't be afraid. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you by walking on water. All right, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he looked around at the high waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Instantly, Jesus reached out of his hand, or reached out his hand, and grabbed him. You don't have much faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? And when they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. Okay, so today we're going to pull apart the different sections of the story and talk about Peter's faith during that time. The first part of the story that we're going to talk about is... Peter walking on water, and Calvin's going to be talking about that. Take it away. So before I dive into the first part of Scripture, I just want to ask you all a question. Maybe I'll get an example of when you find yourself on a walking on water situation, a time where you felt amazing, you know, maybe connected with the Lord or celebrating some type of big success. Maybe you aced a quiz, you see someone you love healed, or something like that. For me, I was able to have a very deep and rich conversation with one of my friends after school about faith. In that fascinating moment, I felt the Holy Spirit present and I praise the Lord for such an opportunity. These stories that we think about are exactly what, must, what Peter must have felt. Maybe even better, I mean, walking on water with Jesus himself on the lake. How surreal must this be for Peter? What on earth could he be thinking about? Peter trusts in the Lord as he calls out to him. And Peter has seen the Lord perform many different miracles. But somehow he still doubts a little bit. It says here in the book of Matthew, it says, Lord, if, you are, if it is you, tell me to come to you on the water. I mean, it's only fair that Peter doubts Jesus, as Peter would be walking on water. And do we find ourselves doubting the Lord even when we know this is the right thing for the Lord? Take a minute to reflect and share with someone beside you a time where you felt like Peter. You can go ahead and share if you'd like. Peter takes the incredible first step towards Jesus and starts to walk on water. Just like I talked about yesterday, it takes so much nerve to trust someone, take the first step, and let alone walk on water. Peter shows great faith in the Lord and starts to walk towards him, reforming how he sees the world around him as he steps out of the boat. But how can things go wrong? I mean, Peter's got it all figured out. Walking on water, seeing Jesus, can things get any better? We know what happens to Peter shortly after. So how is it even possible that someone as faithful as Peter, given his circumstances, still doubts? The truth is, Peter had no idea what was going on. Peter, he just did not know. And neither do we. We don't know what will happen in the future. So whatever you might do, you must, take it as a, you must take your first step bold with trust and confidence 
that come with being with the Lord. If you were here yesterday, you would have heard me talk about taking that first step. So let's be like Peter and take that first step, no matter what we might think will happen, because we all have a story and the Lord is always with us. As hard as it might be to confront someone, listen to someone, or just to talk to someone, remember that the Lord is always with us, and we just need to take the first step off the boat, just like Peter. When Peter took that first step, he continued to walk with, Jesus, with his eyes set on Jesus. He took many steps and was completely focused on walking out and obeying Jesus' call. As believers and followers of Christ, we are called to fix our eyes on Jesus. And I would like you to think of a place where you can take a first or another step into your own lives closer to Jesus. In the story, we don't know what the other disciples are doing, but all we know is that when they see Jesus, they shout out that he's a ghost. And we can't blame them, because if I saw someone walking on the water, I would definitely be scared as well. The disciples are quick to assume and fear this goat, but Peter takes that first step towards Jesus. In our, li- in our lives, do we fear what the Lord is doing? And how do we use this passage about Peter and the disciples and use it in our lives? Instead of waiting in fear, assuming something is wrong, and hiding from opportunities that the Lord give us, let's take heart and be more like Peter, entrusting everything we have to Christ, even when we don't know what might happen. Wow! Isn't Peter just, like, amazing? He's quite the professional when it comes to trusting God. Peter has so much, has so much trust in the Lord, even during the stormiest of seas. Surely Peter will continue walking towards Jesus without any doubts. He's doing absolutely everything correct. Right, Amelia? Actually, it didn't quite happen like that. In our lives, we tend to have faith highs. When we go on retreats or worship in church, we really feel God's presence. But this doesn't usually last. In Matthew, Peter is experiencing a high point in his faith where he is walking walking on water. He takes the first step out of the boat when the disciples did not. So when Peter starts to walk on water, he trusts that Jesus will be there. But then he starts to notice the waves, the wind, and the storm, causing him to lose sight of Jesus, and then he starts to doubt. This can happen in our lives just like it happened to Peter. When things begin to feel scary, we start to doubt who God is. We can take our eyes off of Jesus and let fear and doubt control us and sink us. In uncertain times, it is easy for us to look at the storm rather than focus on God and trust him. Our, mi- our minds may wander. We may, begin, we may become <laughs> confident in our own abilities instead of God's, or we may doubt his power, just like Peter did. Life can be confusing and complicated, but it but it is important to keep our hearts and minds on what's truly important. Uncertainty and difficulty happens to everyone, and deciding to join Ebra wasn't an easy decision for me, which caused me to become uncertain. During this time, I focused on myself and my doubts without praying about them at first. I took my eyes off of Jesus and looked at the storm around me. Now, I want everyone to think of a time, just in your head, when you felt like you were sinking and how you acted during this situation. Did you focus on the storm? Did you keep your eyes on Jesus? Or are you currently still in the storm now? Now, um, as we go through life, we need, to tr- we need to always trust God as the storm rages around us. Life will throw challenges and hardships at us, and it, and it is important that we look to Jesus when the storm gets frightening. Yeah, thank you for asking those questions, Amelia. Those are really good questions to think about. It is reassuring to know that God is there with us through every storm. As Amelia said, though, it is easy to let our minds wander from God. We may doubt God's power like Peter did, 
or simply become distracted. Or maybe we are too ashamed of our sins and faults to reach out to God. Or maybe we haven't even taken the first step to trust God like the other disciples who never left the boat. There is no shame in having moments like these. Even Peter, who just witnessed Jesus feeding the 5,000 and later founded the early church, had moments where he didn't trust Jesus. However, the most important thing we can do in these times is to reach out to Jesus. When Peter began sinking, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus could have criticized Peter for, for doubting when he had every reason to believe. Or Jesus could have let Peter sink, punishing him for his doubts. But as we know, that is not how the story goes. Jesus immediately stepped in to rescue him. Society tells us that we're on our own, that the only person who truly cares about us is ourselves. We're told that you need to earn love. But God's love is unconditional. When we reach out to God, he is always ready to step in immediately, no matter what sea we feel trapped in. We don't have to be in a place where we've got everything figured out when we call out to Jesus. Peter was sinking in the middle of a literal stormy sea and probably felt like he was going to die. He didn't know what was going to happen, but he knew that in times of trouble, the best place to turn is Jesus. We might think that we're not good enough or too broken to reach out for help, or that God might be angry because of our mistakes. But what Peter learned and what we can learn from this story is that God is always ready to step in to help and all we need to do is ask. God is merciful and wants to walk through life with us. Yesterday, I spoke on my journey with rowing and how a lot of the things I had wanted didn't go according to my plan. This caused me to become distracted from God and to look to the wrong places for help. But now I try to turn to God first when I become overwhelmed with my circumstances. Obviously, I'm nowhere close to perfect at this, and nobody is. But all it takes is one step to get started to put your trust in something that never changes, God. Let's take a moment to thank God for being a God who is ready to rescue us. Pray for you or a friend who is going through something difficult and ask God to be there for them. The gospel message is that even amidst our sin, God is always ready to rescue us. He loves you, and when you reach out to him, he will never let you sink. Yeah, Maddie is so right. Sometimes we do things that does not always please God, but, and it can be hard for us believers to ask God for forgiveness because we feel like we feel guilty and we don't know if God will actually forgive us. However, it is reassuring to know that he will forgive us, and he does love every single one of us, no matter what, even if we do something wrong. Now, I have a question. What do we do when we're uncertain? When I get, at this, when I get asked this question, my, my answer is that we're tempted to turn our eyes away from God. This is what Satan wants us to do. He wants us to focus on things that will break our relationship with God. Our culture is shaped that if we face uncertainty, we're told to do something that makes us happy, but that might not be pleasing to God. However, as believers, we're told to bring our worries and uncertainties to God. Let's say that your life is going so well. You made the basketball team, you're going to church and youth group, and you're getting good grades in school. Everything is working out in your life. When our life is going very well, too often we let our ego take over and we're just full of pride. And we unfortunately put God on the back burner. However, when we feel like the world's crumbling around us, or we feel like our lives are sinking, we turn to God. We turn to God when we face uncertainty. But why don't we go to God and thank him for all the wins or the plans he has in store for us, even though we don't know them yet? 
In 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18, it says, To rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. When we face a time of uncertainty or loss in our life, it's God's way of saying that you're forgetting someone in your life, him. I get it. Sometimes we experience losses that we blame God for, like a loss of a family member or friend. Although it can be a traumatic time in our lives, God loves us. He knows he will be blamed for some of the events that we encounter in our lives. However, God is an ever-loving God, and he is standing right beside us in every step of the grieving process. So I just hope that you learn that we all go through wins and losses, but we need to praise and thank God for all the situations we're in, even if we are mad at God for the situation we are in. He has a plan for us right from the beginning, even before we, have, we were born. Just like me, as I explore my future, I have to put my faith in God and trust him that everything will fall into place just the way he meticulously planned. Although there will be losses throughout the journey, I can't let that put a barrier between me and God because he is the creator of all things and he knows what's best for me. I just need to listen to that. So I hope you feel inspired to always put your trust in God. And although there will be times of uncertainty, we just need to believe that God is in control and he will do what's best for you. On that note, here's Amelia for some announcements. As we continue today, we challenge you to take the first step that Peter did. Put your trust fully in God, and if difficulty and uncertainty comes, keep your eyes on Jesus. If there's, if there's doubt, know that God will always be there and help you when you ask. Let's pray. God, we thank you for the people who are here today. We thank you for your help and that you are always here, even, even when we doubt. Would you please help each and every one of us to trust you through uncertainty and keep our eyes on you when we face difficulty? Amen. So some announcements today. Uh, junior boys are meeting, in the, meeting at lunch in the SLC, and you can sign up for Celebrate You, which happens on Fridays. And I think that's it. Come back tomorrow. Come back tomorrow. We've got the other Epirea group presenting, and they're going to do an amazing job. So hope to see everyone tomorrow. Yeah. Have a good day, folks.